Canto Six, Chapter Two. Ajamela delivered by the Vishnu Dutas. The motivation for the holy name. The son of Vyasadeva said, O King, after the servants of the Supreme Lord had heard what the Yamadutas said, they replied as experts in the doctrine. The Vishnu Duttas said, Alas, how painful it is to see how irreligion affects the community of the knowers of Dharma, to see how from those being allotted the task, sinless people unnecessarily have to undergo punishment. To whom must the citizens turn for shelter if there is iniquity among those who, as their protectors, endowed with all good qualities and equal to all, want to defend the law? Whatever the better man does is copied by the rest of the population. Whatever he does is by the general public accepted as the standard to follow. The common people, not knowing what exactly would be dharma or adharma, lie their head on his lap to sleep in peace. How can a respectable person, who kindly disposed towards everyone, enjoys the trust of the living beings, cause pain to the ignorant mass that, as a herd of animals, surrendered to him in good faith and friendship? This person here has already atoned for the sins of millions of births, because he, being helpless, chanted the holy name of the Lord. That is the way to find the fortune of the Lord. When he said, O Narayana, please come, he, thus pronouncing the four syllables, Narayana, realized the complete atonement for all the mischief he as a sinner perpetrated. Irrespective the gravity of the sin one might have committed as a thief, an alcoholic, as someone who betrays a friend, as a killer of a Brahmin, as someone who lusted for his guru's wife, or as a murderer of a woman, a king, cows, or one's father, or as any other type of sinner, one will have the attention of Lord Vishnu because of one's concern with his name. He, Vishnu, considers the chanting of the holy name the perfection of atonement. A sinner is not to the same degree purified by the atonement of keeping to the vows brahminically prescribed, as he is by uttering the syllables of the name of the Lord, for that repetition brings to mind the qualities of Uttama Shloka, the Lord glorified in the scriptures. Because the heart, despite one's penance, is not completely purified, when one does not chant his name, the mind will tire itself again on the path of temporary matters. They who are seriously interested in putting an end to their karma, thus purify their existence by repeating the glories of the Lord. Therefore, do not try to take this man with you, because he on his deathbed pronounced the name of the Supreme Lord, he has already put behind him all his sins. Know that whether one does it for other purposes, for fun, as entertainment or just casually, employing the name of the Lord of Vaikuntha carries an unlimited capacity to neutralize sin. A person who has fallen, slipped, broken his bones, 
has been bitten, was plagued by a disease, or struck otherwise, does not deserve a hellish life when he thereto happened to pronounce the name of the Lord. Great sages, well versed in the matter, prescribe heavy and light penance for respectively heavy and light sins. But to their word vanquishing all the sinfulness by austerity, charity and vows and such does not dissolve the effects of a dharma in the heart to have material desires are being conditioned. That is attained only by serving the Lord's feet. Consciously or involuntarily chanting the name of Uttama Shloka burns to ashes the sins of a person just like fire does with dry grass. A mantra uttered, just like a powerful medicine taken, manifests its potency even when it somehow or other is used the proper way by an ignorant person. Sri Shuka said, They, the Vishnu Duttas, thus perfectly making sure what Dharma is in terms of devotional service, O King, released him from the news of Yamaraj and rescued him from the clutches of death. O subduer of the enemies, the Yamadutas, thus put in their place, went to the abode of Yamaraj to inform him faithfully in detail about everything that had passed. The Brahmin released from the noose, now free from fear, regained his composure and, most pleased to see them, offered his respects, bowing his head before the servants of Vishnu. But the servants of the Supreme Personality, understanding, O sinless one, that he wanted to say something, suddenly disappeared from sight. Ajamila, who, because of the talks of Vishnu's and Yamaraj's servants about Lord Hari, had learned more about what being pure of Dharma in relation to the Lord meant, how that is described in the three Vedas, and how someone conditioned by the modes of nature in devotion unto the Supreme Lord immediately finds purification by listening to the glorification of his name, greatly regretted all the evil deeds he remembered. Alas, because I lost the control of myself making babies with this low-class woman, I destroyed all my brahminical qualities and ended up in utter misery. Honest man, will condemn him who has abandoned his chaste young wife to associate with an unchaste maid given to drinking. Doomed I am, having fallen in sin and having defamed my family. My helpless old father and mother, with no other relative to look after them, were distressed when I, as ungrateful as a classless person, alas, gave up on them. Clearly, I will fall into the most terrible hell where those who, full of lust, broke with the Dharma, have to undergo the retribution of Yamaraj. Have I been dreaming, or did I witness a miracle here? Where have all those gone now, who were dragging me away with the noose in their hands? And where have those four perfect personalities of extreme beauty gone to, who released me when I, being captured in robes, was carried away to hell. Because of seeing these exalted devotees, matters for me had to take a positive turn, despite my misfortune. How else would a man, impurely engaged with a lower-class woman, on his deathbed, 
be capable of having his tongue speak the holy name of the Lord of Vaikuntha. Where am I, as a cheater, sinner personified and a shameless destroyer of his own culture, with this all-auspicious name of Lord Narayana? I, who was thus engaged, I am decided to gain control over my senses, mind and breath, so that my soul not again will drown in the darkness of ignorance. Freeing myself from this bondage to karmic actions because of ignorance and lust, I will be a self-realized, most kind, merciful and peaceful friend of all living entities and will disentangle my soul from the trap of being caught in maya in the form of a woman, a woman who, in my fallen state, played with me like with a pet animal. Thus giving up on the eye and mind of the body and the matters related to it, I will, without the falsehood, in meditation on the purpose, devote my mind to the Supreme Lord by means of the purifying singing of His name and such. Freed from all bondage by only a moment associating with the saintly devotees, he thus relinquished the idea of a material life and went to the place where the Ganges enters the plains. Residing there in an abode for disciplining the spirit, he, engaging in yoga exercises, turned inwards away from his senses and fixed his mind on the true self. Fully absorbed in that self, he detached himself from the direction of the modes from time and devoted himself to the Absolute in the form of the Lord who is pure consciousness. As soon as his mind and intelligence found their anchor, he saw in front of him the very same four divine personalities he formerly had seen, whereupon the Brahmin reverentially bowed his head. At that holy place, at the Ganges seeing them, he immediately gave up his vehicle of time, his body, to assume the original spiritual form, Swarupa, befitting an associate of the Lord. The man of knowledge, together with the servants of the Lord, then boarded a celestial chariot made of gold and went to heaven where the husband of the goddess of fortune, Vishnu, resides. He, who had forsaken all dharma, who had married a low-class maid, had fallen into abominable activities, had broken with all his vows and had landed in a hellish life, thus immediately found liberation the moment he relied on the name of the Supreme Lord. In order not to get attached again to fruitful activities, there is, for persons desiring to escape from material bondage, therefore no better means to cut with the karmic consequence than the repeated singing of the name of him who is the refuge of all holy places. All other means lead to a mind contaminated by passion and ignorance. Any person with faith hears about or with great devotion recounts this confidential history, which frees one from all sins, will not be judged by the servants of Yamaraj and be led to hell, but will be welcomed in the spiritual world of Vishnu whatever inauspicious thing he did in his material life. When Ajamila, at the time of his death, by holding on to the name of the Lord, went to heaven, even though he meant his son, then what would that mean for the one who with love and faith holds on to the name? 